Welcome to the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host. And today, I get to stay in my home province. We get to stay in Alberta to see a, an amazing chiropractor who's practicing in uh, kind of down a little bit south, just outside of Calgary and, and called Strathmore. Uh, we were just talking before we got live and we've been practicing basically about the same time. I think he's been in practice for, yeah, 20 years, right? And he uh, he's a graduate from Western States. Um, and, uh, and I'm also real proud of him and want to thank him because he's actually going to be running for a council position here in Alberta. And uh, he's also a shifter. He's been in the Vitality shift and him and his wife work together and uh, they have a really uh, an amazing kind of partnership and practice and so I wanted to kind of get their story on on here so Dr. Jason Hollingsworth welcome to the podcast thanks awesome so I like to start off every episode with just getting a little bit of a backstory of kind of how you found out about chiropractic in the first place yeah uh interesting story it's not quite as uh glamorous as other stories where you had miraculous healings and whatnot um it's kind of embarrassing in some ways, but uh, I didn't have a didn't have a lot of uh, guidance from my parents and what to be. They just said do something professional. I'm like, okay. So uh, I thought about medicine or dentistry or or what have you, and I just happened to be in a uh, a student lounge at the University of Calgary when I was uh, partway through my first year, still not really knowing what I was doing, so just pursuing my sciences background. And uh, bumped into a, a lady that was working on her med school stuff. And so I was just chatting with her. And she had actually started her journey in chiropractic at Palmer West um, a year prior to me meeting her. And uh, unfortunately, she just couldn't uh, afford to continue to go and was able to get into uh, the UC med school. And so I just talked to her uh, a great deal, actually, about her experience her first year and what got her into it. And so that uh, started to intrigue me a little bit. And uh, at the time, I was playing hockey at uh, uh, pretty regular uh, men's hockey in uh, Northwest Calgary. And I knew one of the gentlemen there was uh, just back from school. He'd been in practice maybe two years. And uh, nice guy, great guy, uh, terrible hockey player, but <laughs> really good guy. So anyways, I, I chatted with him at great length about it. And he allowed me to shadow him at his office and... Uh, had my first few adjustments with him. Uh, Dr. Cricken actually is his name. I don't think he's practicing anymore, but uh, anyways, like I say, great guy. And so just chatted with him a great deal about um, why he got into it and what excited him about it and, and how he liked to practice. And so that's where it started. And then so I started on my own researching what schools to go to and not knowing any better what might be a good school or might not be a good school and uh, settled, settled on Western States simply because it was the closest. Right. <laughs> I figured I could drive. <laughs> I wouldn't have to fly. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, applied and uh, was immediately accepted uh, on condition. I had to, one more uh, prerequisite I had to finish. And so I finished that. And uh, the journey is quite interesting beyond that. I ended up deferring for a year to save money because, as you know, it's super expensive. And uh, when we were down there, both you and I down in the States, uh, 
what did the dollar drop to? 65 cents on yeah, the dollar at 60 some at some point. So 60 it was, cents on the dollar. Yeah. It was brutal. So anyways, I deferred for a year, saved some money. And my wife, who I met in school, she also was accepted. She deferred for a year. And so we should have never really actually met. But uh, <laughs> so met, met in school, same class, same lab group. Wow. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. So, <laughs> so it was meant to be. I, I am a, yeah, I'm a firm believer. A lot of things are meant to be, and that was certainly one of them. So yeah, that's cool. Now, so that, yeah, not the most glamorous story, but that's my story. Well, and again, it never, it never matters how you start. It just matters how you finish. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> so, um, so throughout school, um, so Heather, what was her, um, background in chiropractic did she because for you you didn't really know that much about chiropractic going mm-hmm. going right what, what about her yeah no yeah heather uh she worked uh again funny story her sister was asked to work for her sister's chiropractor but she couldn't uh, she had three or four kids at home and just you know wasn't looking for work but suggested heather my wife that uh, she was just finishing her uh undergrad i think it was and, and could use a job. And that was uh, one of the busiest chiropractic offices in Calgary at the time. And my wife originally wanted to be a lawyer, she thought, um, but had since uh, worked for, I think it was a year, maybe even two years, she worked for this one doctor in Calgary and just fell in love with the, the changes that she saw in people over the course of time. Um, and so that was her story in a nutshell. And then kind of followed the same path, didn't have enough money to go when she was supposed to be in and deferred. And yeah, we... We we cracked or scratched and clawed and <laughs> got our way through it. Yeah, I know that's how, that's how everybody ends up doing it. Eh? So imagine it's amazing how minimalist you can live when you're down in school. Uh, right. I know I, I stayed on a buddy's in in his uh, in and he had a one bedroom apartment. I slept on the floor of his living room for I think eight months. <laughs> you just wow. You, you just become like uh, you just become like adaptable, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to. You just, there's just no choice. If, once you've committed, you're in, right? So tell us a little bit about the the journey then, because like you, you didn't really have a background in what chiropractic was. And she, she had a background because I think the chiropractor she worked with was, was not just the MSK chiropractor. It was more like full families and and more of that that vitalistic wellness approach. Exactly. I definitely say looking back, that's what she would probably call herself was a vitalistic chiropractor, even though. Mind you, I think most of them back then were vitalistic, really. Um, yeah. And we're talking like late, well, mid-90s anyways, right? So yeah. I don't think there was really that much of a divide in Canada. Then I could be wrong. You might know better, but... Um, sorry, what was your question again? Oh, oh yeah, I, the, the rest of the story, I guess you said, right? Yeah. So we um, knew we wanted to come back to Canada, so got married shortly after coming back. Um, both found associate ships to work in. Uh, I had invested in one. And then we got married, and within six months of getting married, uh, the gentleman that uh, brought me on board closed the clinic, so I'd lost uh, my investment there. Oof. And within two months of that, uh, my wife had a falling out with uh, the practitioners that she was working with, so we were both without jobs uh, within a year of getting married. And, <laughs> well, you know the student loan debt that you absorb together, yeah. right? Yeah. So at that point, we're like, okay, well, we'll never fire each other. So we thought, might as well start our own business. It couldn't get any worse at that point, right? Right. And so just, again, scratched and, and clawed. We found, um, we looked around the Calgary area. That's where we're originally from. And uh, kind of did the first circle of places. So we thought Airdrie, Cochrane, uh, Okotoks, all beautiful centers, but nearly as expensive as Calgary. And just as many chiropractors, really. 
uh, per capita, so to speak. So then went to the second level and uh, looked at High River in Strathmore and uh, found a clinic, or not a clinic, but a space that was ready-made, uh, $750 a month, which is nothing for rent, right? Yeah. And uh, started from there. And so it was a tough 10 years. Uh, we know your story and ours is you know, different, but the same, right? In yeah. many ways. And always knew how we wanted to practice, but didn't really know how to get there or how to put a name to it or a voice to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we basically, uh, my wife uh, did her ICPA training and that's what got us started down, I guess what we call the, the vitalistic track. Uh, and I did some of the courses along with her and then uh, met you and Donnie at a, uh, you and Donnie, uh, you and your wife at uh, Randy at a seminar you did in Calgary, probably, when was the last one you did in Calgary? Five years ago, maybe? Yeah, probably wrote there. Maybe yeah. longer than that. You know the one I'm talking about, I'm yeah. sure. That's where we met you and started following you guys. And we're like, okay, this is kind of, I think, what we actually had envisioned for ourselves and how we want to promote ourselves and promote uh, vitalistic chiropractic. And uh, it's been a good ride since. <laughs> yeah, and tell me a little bit about that journey of like, because we always talk about, you know, you got the you got the the pain based premise, and then you got more like conditions based premise where you're treating conditions, and then kind of more of the the what we call the vitalistic or the life model where you're actually just optimizing function to help the body adapt to the environment. Like, what was your progression through those phases? Did you did you kind of start off pretty um, symptom based? Is that that how you started out of school? Well, especially coming out of school, sure. Um, yeah. And no, no knock against Western states, but we all know that they're uh, on that MSK side of things, and that's fine. Um, yeah. There's no, I have no issue with that, or doctors wanting to practice that way. Um, so we definitely started that way, but always knowing that there was more than just the pain, right? But never really having the words or the voice um, to say it. I think at the time as well, the research wasn't nearly as good as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, just with the stuff that's coming out with Dr. Murphy and uh, Heidi and, you know, all those ones that are doing that, that vitalistic end of, of research. Um, so that was probably the biggest part of our struggle is we were getting people better, quote unquote, right? It doesn't take long to reveal or to relieve symptoms. Yeah. And then people would drop off and then they would come back in a year or two when it came back. And, and so the cycle goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's an easy way to practice if you can keep busy that way, but it's not a fulfilling way. Um, and again, not having the words or the research backing to explain why that was happening, right? And so I would say it, it started that journey down the vitalistic path, definitely with uh, my wife doing the, uh, the ICPA stuff and some of the great docs that are doing those seminars and a lot of the great research that's being presented and um, the focus on, on kids who, of course, don't have typically a lot of pain, but exhibit their quote-unquote pain symptoms in a variety of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I definitely took some of those courses alongside her. Um, probably the biggest one that was impactful for me was um, the gentleman that came out and did the drop table. It wasn't Dr. Thompson, but I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I can picture him clearly in my mind. Was it John uh, Minardi or... Yeah, Dr. Minardi. Thank you. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say the wrong name. Yeah, That was the first time I had ever had uh, a quote-unquote subluxation complex explained to me that made sense. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Right. So that's really where my mind was triggered. And then again, uh, went to that seminar that uh, you and Brandy hosted. There was two other docs, I believe, speaking at it. Uh, Both great guys. Uh, And I'm like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. And then probably about a year later, 
um, we kept seeing advertising for the shift and like, yeah, let's join it. And so we did. And uh, we, we've gone through it with our CA and it's just really given us the, the language, I guess you can say. And of course, some of the testing as well, that's just as important, but just the confidence to speak as to what phenomenon people are experiencing. And it's amazing where you'll, you know, easily predict what people are going to say. And they just look at you as you're doing the history. And they're like, well, how did you know that? Right? Well, <laughs> I see it with a lot of people, right? It's, this is the patterns we see, right? So yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. And so that's been the journey for us, I guess you could say over the last 20 years. Yeah. Now, I always like to get a little bit, a few tips to the listeners uh, about growing a practice. Um, so, when you went to um, Strathmore, you just started from nothing. What did you? Yes. What are the? What are the kind of things you did at first to grow your practice? <laughs> we scrambled, basically. Totally. <laughs> um, the nice thing at that time, uh, and again, we're talking two completely separate eras. There was no Facebook. Uh, internet was still fairly new. I mean, yeah. this might be amazing to some of our younger listeners maybe today, but uh, Facebook was, yeah, didn't exist. Online advertising didn't exist. So the, the nice thing, and we keep saying this over and over again, that this small town in Strathmore has been so good to us uh, in a number of ways. But the biggest thing was, was word of mouth uh, initially, uh, small town word travels. Uh, both good and bad, of course. Right. Um, and then advertising uh, just in the paper um, and then billboards. That's pretty much it. And then just the biggest thing is I'm honest to a fault. So I think people appreciate that is just be honest, right? Yeah. So I, so I can't really speak to what's the best way to build a practice from scratch now because <laughs> it's hard. I couldn't imagine starting a practice in Calgary right now or Edmonton. It yeah. would be difficult, but yeah. You know, so that's what we did at the start and just treat people fairly. That's the biggest thing is just treat people fairly. That's what they expect and, and all they really are looking for, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And did you get really involved in the community? Because I know a lot of chiropractors, just, just by being mm-hmm. involved, doing the things that you like to do, just people get to know that you're the chiropractor and it brings up conversation and often brings up referrals. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Just uh, that brings up a good point is we did get involved. Um, I played hockey. Uh, and then also there used to be a triple A midget team here called the uh, Bisons. Uh, they've since moved on to Airdrie, I think, but I volunteered with them for a number of years mm-hmm. uh, and just got involved. And then our kids, uh, as they start to come along, you get involved in school. And so I guess the biggest thing too, is just be authentic uh, as you engage with people, just be you. Right. Right. And hopefully that will rub off on people. Yeah. Um, through your practice in 20 years, has there been any times where you kind of got a little bit burnt out or kind of, uh, the self-care, uh, went on the back burner a bit and you kind of, hundred uh, percent, uh, <laughs> my wife might kill me for saying this, but we were both ready to be done about 10 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were, we were both done, just tired of running the business and the struggle of this. And of course this was before ICPA and, and the shift and whatnot yeah. that gave us our, our voice and our platform and, and really back us up really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we were done, seriously done. And what's a disadvantage of our small town is we didn't really have a lot of connections chiropractically speaking. Right. Uh, but since growing those, um, a lot of people have had much the same story, kind of the 10 to 15 year uh, burnout point. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> what can I do different? Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, nothing really came about, uh, from burnout, so to speak. We didn't look for anything. Um, and we just decided to, to double down. We renovated our office and, and just decided, you know what, this is, I think what we're supposed to be doing and we're just going to have to, you know, keep persevering, I guess. Cause that's really the story of us is 
perseverance. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So it's kind of like if you you feel burnt out, like just go in more, like just run it, just up the bar, up the yeah, ante. That, that's exactly what we do. Is either we either we quit and, and yeah. we're trained for nothing else, right? Right. And still a mountain of student loan debt, or we double down and we're like, we're just going to do something. <laughs> yeah. And, and do you think some of that can be like kind of boredom or you just get into a rut where you're just doing the same sort of thing and sometimes you just need to change it up a bit, like even like a renovation? No, for us, for us, it was 100% the financial frustration. Right. Uh, seeing where a lot of our, I don't know if I would say mentors, but a lot of the people that we looked up to uh, from the late 80s that were just killing it. Um, thinking that we should be as busy as them. Um, yeah. When that necessarily wasn't the reality, there was, you know, way more chiropractors and, and, and a lot of expense, which came with opening offices that I'm sure they had that in the eighties too, but just the competition alone made it difficult. And yeah, the biggest thing was definitely the financial burden uh, of us both being the providers for our home. Right. So mm-hmm. that was, that was definitely the largest part of it without question and, and mismatched the expectations. Right. You're right. And, and what would you say? Cause right now, like things have totally changed for you guys, right? You guys are, you guys are doing well and, 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 and coming out of the, the quarantine and stuff, you guys, like you've turned a lot of that stuff around. Mm-hmm. Um, what were kind of some of the key points that helped you turn that around financially for practice? Well, the biggest thing was changing the way we practiced um, with the seminars that we took and again, through ICPA and, and through you guys, uh, more definitely time-wise, more CPI totally changed. And my wife too, obviously, totally changed how we practiced in terms of how we treated our mindset. Um, and actually, it grew quite quickly once we started doing those things. So right. um, yeah, that was nice to see. So that was the biggest reason for being able to, to, to push forward and keep on was just changing how we practiced. And I could see um, you know, how that could be very frustrating for a lot of docs these days, not um, having those expectations met and then not knowing what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I find, um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, it's like, it's like either like acres of diamonds, the story of acres of diamonds or the story of the, 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 the miner that stopped digging like two feet from gold kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I've seen those memes. <laughs> yeah. Like when you have a practice that even if it's struggling and even if you've been struggling for like 10 years, um, you are so on the cusp, right? Because, because when you're just struggling, you're, you're, you are paying your bills. You might not be having a huge income. You're, you're probably paying the base level of your loans. Mm-hmm. But what that, the, the nice part about that means is that if you do catch on fire or you do get excited or you do get rolling, then everything on top of that is more profit, right? So mm-hmm. you're not that far away. So to, just to imagine some people probably got there and did quit, when in reality, right. if you get exposed to the right information, the right inspiration, um, it could turn around. And that's why I think we've seen this lots with other offices as well, is that their, their level of frustration is so huge, but in reality, they're not that far away from actually right. making, it, making a go of it. And so, uh, so I think this is a good example for anyone who's listening to is like, if they are in that frustrated state, is that like... It's just like a little bit improvement, and then all of a sudden, right. and it, it a huge difference. Yeah, and it didn't take much uh, of a of a trigger either, right? So, and I think you nailed the the nailed the nail with the hammer, or whatever the saying is. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> had a busy morning. <laughs> Smush that nail with a smusher. N- nailed the nailed the nail on the head. <laughs> is is finding the right people, right? Yeah, um, that's one thing, and we'll talk about this later. I'm sure. Just one of the reasons I'm running for council is just there's so much division and infighting in our profession. It's not just Alberta or Canada. It's, it's 
I remember hearing about it in school, the difference between the straights and the mixers. I didn't I had no idea what they were talking about, but yeah. now I get what they were talking about. And this was back in the, the mid nineties. Um, if there was a dedicated group of people that would be willing to mentor and, you know, bring someone on board, you know, even just for a few weeks, just fresh out of school and, and say, look, here's, here's how I do it. You know, go find two or three other docs and see what they're doing and, and see what works for you. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some people are killing it with MSK too, right? It's, it's not yeah. the uh, vitalism. Isn't the only answer to chiropractic. That's There's right. lots of chiropractors that are doing MSK and doing well as well. It just wasn't fulfilling for us. Right. right. So I'd say that's the biggest advice if anybody is, fresh out of school or listening to this is find someone that resonates with you. And if they're doing well and happy, that's maybe the biggest thing in being happy. You don't have to be financially killing it to be happy. Mm-hmm. Do what they do. Right. Right. Well, it's funny because when you start to get happy and enjoy what you do, uh, you're a lot more likely to be financially doing it well. <laughs> well, <laughs> because, they, because they do kind of go, hand they go hand in hand. Cause it, like there's people who do stuff because of financial Right. Uh, and then they, it's not fulfilling and they don't really enjoy it. So it's a lot better to mm-hmm. find what you really love to do and jive with it and then take that Absolutely. to the next level. Right. So, right. Yeah, so that's cool. For sure. So the next level of practice we always talk about is, is uh, leadership or giving back. And, um, mm-hmm. and again, uh, like I've been, I've been, I ran for council for a couple of times, <laughs> you know, we, we have, we have this little bit of divide in the profession. I'm minimizing mm-hmm. that, but I'm joking around. Um, and, and really we're trying to just not, take down the other side. We're just trying to like let mm. both sides be represented. And so yeah. I was wondering if you just let listeners know kind of, because we're always encouraging all the chiropractors out there. If we like our, our brand of chiropractic, we really need to be involved in politics. Mm. What, were, what were the things that helped you decide to run for council? Well, largely I would say the biggest thing is I felt a tide um, since becoming involved. It felt a tide or a shift towards um it's almost part of this cancel culture that we're a part of these days if you know if if you don't like it um it's not good right and therefore i'm going to stamp you out so to speak yeah and so that's part of it was my frustration i'm like why are people this way i don't understand why you can't practice the way i want you want to practice and i can't practice the way i want to practice and we all can't just get along like i just i just don't get that um (laughs) i really don't like i'm a get along kind of guy you, you know me a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm firm in my principles. I'm blunt. I'm honest. But you always know where I'm going to come from. You're never going to have to guess where Dr. Jason's coming from. That's not how I operate. Right. But I, I also, I'm, I'm, you know, like I say, feel free to practice how you want to practice. So that's really what I first noticed. I'm like, there's a real trend towards kind of stamping out what I've just recently discovered. <laughs> it's my favorite. When you get all excited about your favorite I'm way like, to practice I'm and like, they're trying to stop doing? it. <laughs> I can't go back to MSK. I don't it's like to. you find a new toy in the, in the play box and then the, someone tries to steal it away from you. Steal it like, from me, yeah. <laughs> and, and so the other part of it too, is that I've had leadership roles in a number of different uh, avenues and venues. Um, I don't know if I'm a particularly fantastic leader, but I I do what needs to get done. Uh, I I operate with integrity, meaning if you ask me to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities. Um, And I think that's lacking these days in a lot of different leadership positions. Um, So that was part of it as well. And then just, you know, I I feel there needs to be a a strong, positive, unifying voice from our side. Because just, and when I say our side, I mean the vitalistic side. I don't want to see a division in in the profession any longer. I don't think that needs to be there. Um, and unfortunately, um, I think a lot of the people that are on council or have been on council don't acknowledge that there is that division. 
Um, and so I think there needs to be at least one or two voices on council um, that just to kind of, I don't know, sort of give an ear or give a voice to another side of things. Because if you continue down one path, you're going to put those blinders on and I think you're going to miss out uh, on all that could be offered uh, from our profession. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know even just the last like four or five elections, um, when we get down to it, like we, we've always just been short slightly. So it's almost like a 65 or a 60, 40 or 65, 55 yeah. split. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I call it the large minority don't mm-hmm. feel like they're even being asked at all. Like there's just because it's kind of, uh, you wish it was a little bit more like government where they actually had a, a like the, the main party and then you had the opposition party because at least they right. have a way to debate Like that's how governments right. run. But it seems like here, even if, if they win by like a 5% margin, they, they actually have no opposition and they just do, <laughs> they do whatever do they, they want to do without yeah. getting any feedback. And it's not exactly. that it has to be the ways we want it, but it's just, it'd be no. nice to be felt like you're, you've been actually heard. Right. Right. And I would like, I, ultimately, I, and I said this in the video that will be coming out later today um, from the ACAC website for council nominee videos. Uh, I said, I would just like to see things kind of return to the way they were when I first started practicing where everyone, and maybe this was rose, rose-colored glasses and not knowing the difference, but it seemed that everyone got along. And like, do you remember when we used to go to Banff for those annual conventions and everyone yeah. was happy and it was a good time and it was a good time to be a chiropractor. And yeah. I'd, I'd like to see things return that way. I don't think there needs to be, there doesn't need to be division because if you're, if there's division, you're focusing on that versus focusing on really the public and, and uh, the government responses to us and um, relationships. And if you're not focusing on those, you're, you're losing out. Well, I know like back before I was in, in chiropractic, we heard that at some of the AGMs, there's fistfights. So there was definitely, oh my. There's, there's always been division. There always has been a division, but I know Maybe like- it was my rose colored glasses then. <laughs> but, but actually, but that, that time, like the 20 years ago, like at least in Alberta, when we went to the AGMs, there's, there was all the mix still. There's still the mix. I think back then we called it wellness chiropractic. Um, right. I think we stopped calling it wellness chiropractic when they developed wellness pharmacies and basically everything mm-hmm. was wellness. So it kind of bastardized the word. <laughs> so right. we kind of like that vitalistic word now. Um, but, but at least people would all still get together and then there would be some communication back and forth. And, and I know council always had some of the wellness chiropractors and some of the, uh, and the pain-based chiropractors on there. And so they would have mm-hmm. healthy, healthy debates on mm-hmm council and, Which I and think now is a good thing. I think that's a huge important thing because then then it's out in the open right at least at least sure. you're having that but but when it kind of I guess just the way it is now where it kind of gets filtered in where the, the like the council gets kind of predominantly controlled by the uh, the MSK chiropractors and then and that and they don't really reach out or they don't really reach out or want to get the other side involved it makes it mm-hmm. feel like part of the people are being kind of not represented mm-hmm so, um, in closing, we always like to just get some words of inspiration. Um, there's chiropractors from all over the world um, in practice, maybe driving to practice. Um, what kind of things inspire you or, or would you like to share with, uh, with our listeners that help to kind of get them fired up for the, for the day or their shift? I would say, well, a few things, I suppose. Um, some of the things actually that, that you and Brandy spoke to really changed our mindset. And so I'll repeat some of the stuff that you guys have said in the shift and, uh, or maybe not even the shift, but just in some of your podcasts and whatnot and, and posts. Uh, first thing, just keep grinding. 
Um, this may be bad or good news. I don't know, but it's never not a grind. And so once I realized that I quit hating having to run the business, right? That's just, it's part of the deal. Right. And every day is a grind. Um, if you want to be successful, um, it doesn't come without a grind, right? And you ask anybody that's run a successful business, it's always a grind and there's been financial hardships and you just, you know, any of their stories, Elon Musk, we've been kind of been enraptured with lately in our house, just his rags to riches tail and, and where he started from. So that'd be the first is just keep grinding. Um, second of all, I, again, I would say find people that resonate with you. Um, thirdly, I would say do things that, um, that really feed your soul. I guess you could say, take time for you and your family. If you have a family, we just spent the last few days in the mountains and I just, we did some hiking and I'd forgotten how much I love doing that. So, um, that'd be another, I guess, word of advice is just, um, do things outside of your practice that allow you to shut your mind off from your practice. Um, because it totally. can be all encompassing, right? Yeah, it totally can. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, I would say, don't forget, despite how much um, chiropractic gets poo-pooed, whether it be in the media or by people who don't, you know, understand what we do, uh, it can be life-changing. Well, it is life-changing for a lot of people, right? Um, just following some of the posts that you guys do and some of the stuff that we've been doing lately. Um, it is amazing the transformation that can happen in people's lives. One of the things I've been starting to go down the road of, uh, and I love doing it, is, is concussion management and how life-changing that is for some of these kids in our community that have suffered with concussions for weeks and months and sometimes years. Yeah. How the chiropractic intervention can radically change the course of their life. Um, yeah, so that would be the biggest thing is just keep remembering chiropractic. As Brandy says, it's the answer. <laughs> we are the answer. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's great. Well, um, for, for one, I want to thank you so much for running for council. Like for one, for, you know, thank you for being an amazing chiropractor. You and your wife, you, you know, you changed the lives in your community and I appreciate that. But on, on a bigger scale, like um, it, it takes time, it takes stress. Um, and, and there's not that many people that are willing to step, step up to take a leadership role. And, and no matter what the outcome is, whether you get in or you don't, I still just want to really thank you for, uh, for stepping up because I know it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it takes a toll on your psyche sometimes. Right. Well, it's, it's been my pleasure. Um, hopefully we'll have some good results this time. Yep. Um, but we'll just, again, it's just like practice. We'll keep on pushing. So yeah, keep on grinding. some of the, uh, some of the things that we've been doing collectively as a group in Alberta have started to change the momentum. So that's positive, right? Yeah, it's very good. So thank you so much. Really appreciate being on the podcast. You bet. And for everybody out there, um, again, hopefully this gives you a little inspiration to, uh, to push through if you're ever in that, that, that zone where you feel a little bit burnt out and, and also to uh, step up and, and take a leadership uh, uh, position too in wherever state or country or province or, or th- that you're located because it really is important for us like-minded chiropractors to, to get involved in politics. So um, if we keep doing this, we can continue to shift on. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, 
Dr. Don out. 